there's nothing that's more demoralizing for wanting to have to do hard work than working nights and not sleeping. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 19 of The Squad Room. If this is your first time listening, thanks for taking some time to listen to the show. I'm your host, Garrett Tesla. I almost said my own name wrong. I am a full-time police uh, sheriff's sergeant, actually, uh, working patrol currently for a sheriff's department in Southern California. The Squad Room is devoted to optimizing the health and wellness of police officers around the world. When I talk about health and wellness, I don't just mean physical health and exercise, but also how we maintain and improve our mental health, our wellness, and our mindfulness. Basically, any topic that can make us better people and better cops. I have another excellent episode for you today with an amazing guy, Freddie Camacho. He's our guest, but uh, I will go through Freddie's resume at the start of the interview, so I won't repeat it all here, but here's some things you should know. Freddie is a patrol sergeant for Union City PD in the Bay Area outside San Francisco. He's also on the SWAT team there, and he's, uh, I believe he's a sniper team leader or assistant team leader. Uh, he's also a six-time CrossFit Games athlete in both the Elite and Masters division. The The guy is definitely old school with CrossFit, and at 50 years old, he is still killing it. Uh, Freddie uh, was uh, kind enough to come on the show and uh, try and share some of the knowledge he's gained uh, with uh, with us and trying to share some of his tips, tricks, and how he stays uh, in shape uh, and share those with uh, his fellow law enforcement officers. Freddie, uh, you'll see in this interview, has a great personality, total goofball, uh, and I think that his training regimen is pretty unorthodox for someone at his level, but it was kind of reassuring to hear yet another person much like uh, Brian Watkins, who we've talked to before, who doesn't take it all too seriously. Anyone who has uh, Sierra Nevadas as part of his mandated nutrition training uh, is is okay by me. All right, so we had a great conversation, uh, and uh, there's some great stuff in there. In that conversation, Freddie kept talking about a company that he's uh, helping him with his nutrition uh, called RP Strength, or uh, Renaissance Periodization Strength is their full name. Uh, it's a company started by this guy, Nick Shaw. Seems pretty cool. Um, and they, uh, have, uh, people on staff for nutritionists, obviously, but they're in the fields of sports physiology, sports performance, nutrition, and, um, even got a PhD on staff in cellular and molecular biology. Uh, anyway, Renaissance has worked with a bunch of CrossFitters, top, uh, top level guys, uh, Freddie being one of them and also his wife, China Cho who uh, is the fittest uh, American female at this uh, year's CrossFit Games. She plays sixth. Uh, They work with uh, Jackie Perez and a bunch of other people that you probably follow on Instagram uh, or uh, you see out and about. Uh, They've got uh, their own little system of one-on-one coaching. And um, one thing they do that I thought was kind of unique is they send you these pre-made or, you know, for a – for a fee or for their coaching fee, they send you these pre-made templates that uh, help you achieve your goals, whether it's um, losing weight or adding muscle. And uh, it's a three-month program, all based on macros and timing of macros. Uh, they do a lot of uh, strongman comp- competitors, national physique, bodybuilding kind of bikini model figure kind of people, uh, and many others. Uh, there's plenty of photos on their website. Anyway, so... RP Strength uh, provides one-on-one nutritional and weight training coaching. They also offer those pre-made diets I was talking about. The templates are extremely uh, detailed, and they provide a lot of guidance on when to time your macronutrient intake. And Freddie really spoke highly of them. And I've been struggling with my diet and trying to figure out timings and 
when to eat and feeling a little uh, low energy after some of my harder workouts and feeling like I need to implement more carbs. So I reached out to RP Strengths founder and owner Nick Shaw. Nick uh, was very cool, and he offered to send me one of their weight loss templates uh, just for free to check it out and to see what uh, what it might have to offer. So I jumped at the chance to uh, just learn something and improve a little bit, and I was actually really impressed with the detail in the system. Uh, it's definitely not something you can jump right into, like you get the diet on Friday, go to the store and start doing it on Monday. Uh, I guess you could, but it takes a couple days or even a couple weeks, uh, in my case, to play around with some of the stuff and kind of get a rhythm to the size of your meals and the timing of your meals and when you're going to have carbs versus when you're not. But uh, I've been on it for a couple of weeks and I've had a really good experience with uh, avoiding those late afternoon energy crashes like I used to have when I was strict paleo. Uh, and I'm still, I'm losing a little weight, so it's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, Nick was, uh, real supportive and because Freddie's a, uh, a client of his and, uh, he's a supporter of Freddie, ergo, he's a supporter of our show. So he offered to give away a template, uh, either a weight loss template or a mass gaining template to one listener of the squad room, uh, just as a thank you for having us, uh, check it out and talk about him a little bit. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, either one you want, weight loss or template, uh, bulking template. So it's Excel spreadsheets that get emailed to you uh, along with a little booklet and a little frequently asked questions and then some information for it. Pretty straightforward. So I love the chance to give something away. This is actually my first giveaway, uh, and I think this is a pretty cool one since so much of what we talk about is diet and nutrition. Uh, so, uh, and believe me, I know what a struggle that is. Uh, so here's what we'll do. Uh Let's see. How should we do this? Okay, here. In order to win the free template from RP Strength, uh, it's a simple three-step process. Uh, That uh, RP Strength template is a $99 value, by the way, so that's pretty cool. That's a good high value. What I want you to do is to leave a review of the Squad Room on iTunes or Stitcher, then send me a photo or screenshot of your review to squadroompodcast at gmail.com. And then, if you aren't already, I want you to subscribe to the newsletter by texting the squad room, all one word, to 44222, or just go to thesquadroom.net and sign up there on the website. When you get on the uh, email list, you can send me a photo to squadroompodcast at gmail.com, uh, and I will see that uh, and send it from the, uh, the email address that you are uh, using to send me the photo. Uh, use that one when you sign up, and I will be able to see that you sent me the photo and that you are signed up for the list, and then I will be able to see the photo of the review in iTunes, and then you're all set. And then I will uh, put these all into a spreadsheet, pick one at random using an online number generator, and we'll go from there. I'll uh, let the uh, winner know uh, in about a month. We're going to let this go for a month since podcast uh Length seems to run about a month for the lifespan of a show. Uh, what you'll get is a spreadsheet that details your macro inputs for your three months based on your age, weight, height, and goals. Uh, basically, what you'll need, it's basically how you need to meal prep for the next 90 days. The templates vary based on how hard your workouts are and when you're working out in comparison to when you wake up. And it's kind of interesting to see how your macro inputs change. And like I said, I feel like I'm learning a lot. So it's pretty simple. So leave a review of I, uh, the squad room on iTunes or Stitcher. Email me a screenshot or photo of that review to squadroompodcast at gmail.com and then sign up uh, for our newsletter at thesquadroom.net or uh, by texting the squadroom to 44222 to sign into that uh, uh, contest. Now, if you're already on the email list and you haven't, uh, you can still uh, do all this. Just uh, 
you don't need to re-sign up for the email list. Just shoot me an email in the screenshot. Note that you're already signed up, and I'll be able to tell. Or if you've already left a review but you haven't signed up for the uh, for the mailing list, just uh, complete that part of it and, and send a screenshot in. Basically, you can catch up and finish off and be part of the contest. It's pretty cool. All right, enough with that. Uh, yes, and I mentioned a winner will be chosen at random. So here we go. All right. I know a lot of my listeners also listen to Joe Rogan's podcast. He had a guest on recently that is an amazing guy, Jocko Willink. Jocko's a retired task force commander of SEAL Team 3 and was in the Battle of Ramadi. And if you listen to Jocko's interview, you heard him talk about this high-level laser tag system that they use in the SEAL teams. Well, it just so happens that this episode is brought to you by SB Tactical and the iCombat Training System, a laser tag active shooter scenario training system for law enforcement. The iCombat Training System is an active shooter and firearms qualification system. Each officer is outfitted with a Mali-style tech vest, headband, and receiver that all have sensors on them. You're also given a replica AR-15 and a replica Glock pistol. Now, replica isn't really a good word here because the AR and Glock both cycle like real guns, emit gunshot sounds, and even muzzle flashes. They each also have ammo accountability, uh, and uh, meaning you have to keep track of your shots just like you would in a, rear f- in a real firefight. Uh, what I really like about this is that they even have a mag release and the Glocks and their guns are weighted. So they feel like a real gun. You don't feel like you're holding a water gun. Uh, the AR also has a functioning safety and can be used in single shot or burst modes. This is not a simulation system. It's a replication system. And because of this, you can take it anywhere. And because you can take it anywhere means that there's no site prep, no ammo costs, and none of the safety issues that come with live fire or Sims training. I hate Sims training. And to me, this system has all the benefits and none of the liabilities. To prove that point, watch the video at SB Tactical where they used a functional terminal at Burbank Airport for active shooter training. They used a functioning terminal with real as you can get cover and concealment, and multiple agencies went through these scenarios. You'll see how people react to getting shot, how they flinch, and how sometimes they get inside their own OODA loop and they, uh, they, they, they divert from the task at hand. So check them out at sbtactical.com. And back to Jocko, if you haven't, you should definitely pick up his book, Extreme Ownership. Uh, it's pretty amazing for anyone in a leadership capacity, which frankly, to me, means any law enforcement officer. All right, so let's get to the interview with Freddie. Great guy and a supporter of the show. Give him a follow on Twitter or Instagram at Camacho 65 and let him know that you heard him on the squad room. All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Freddie Camacho is on the show today, and if you've been following CrossFit for any amount of time, uh, you have probably, almost certainly heard his name get bandied about, and maybe it's because he owned one of the first 100 affiliates of a CrossFit box, or maybe you took a seminar that he was uh, teaching when he was part of the CrossFit seminar staff for L1, or maybe it was because of one of the six times that he's appeared in the CrossFit Games making his sixth appearance this last year in 2015. If you haven't heard of him because of that, you might have heard of him because of his fiance, China Cho, who finished sixth this year at the CrossFit Games. But all of those things aren't the reason why I have him on the show today. I have him on because he is a full-time active-duty uh, police officer in Union City, California. And we have a lot uh, to jump into. So, Freddie, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Good times. Yeah, we're, I'm excited to have you because I want to. I wanted to get through your litany, and it's a long litany of, of accomplishments you've had. Because I want to get into uh, how you've been able to achieve what, to an outsider, seems like success. And obviously, 
hard work went into that, but we want to figure out where you put in that work. So currently, uh, you just got, we were just talking a second ago, uh, you're a sergeant in Union City, correct? That's correct. And can you tell people who aren't familiar with where Union City is, the size of the city, how many officers you have, uh, what assignments you've held, that kind of stuff? Um, So we're, I would say it's perfect to say that we're in between Oakland and San Jose in the East Bay, uh, Northern California. And the city is about 74,000 people, including me, China and I. We just bought a house here not that long ago. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. I'm a mile from the PD, so that's nice. That's uh, Yeah. And the PD is supposed to be about 84, 85 sworn right now, but uh, we're down. We're down some numbers. So I know they're on a big hiring right now. And uh, currently we're supposed to have, like, I think, 38 working patrol and we only have 25 ouch yeah it's hurting right now so all the kids all the guys are working a lot of overtime uh everybody's tired but you know that's just the way it rolls yeah uh we're in the same boat we had brian wadkins on a show recently if you know brian um he uh costa mesa pd sergeant motor unit used to supervise 18 motors and he's down to three yeah, that's that's how brutal his his cuts have been. We're the same way. We've lost about a quarter of our patrol and, and deputies. So um, right between Oakland and San Jose. So you're in the thick of it up there in the Bay Area. I mean, that's uh, that's that's got to be a hopping place to work. Um, it, it has it's, it has good times and bad times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of those bad times you get to go uh, out because you are uh, one of the SWAT sergeants. Yes. Uh, well, I just. Last month was my last month on the tech team. I was the assistant team leader on the on the tactical team, but I'm taking over as team leader on the sniper team. So we're gonna have two separate elements now. We never had that before. We were kind of I was always on I was on the sniper team, but we were basically still on the tactical team, uh-huh. and now we're gonna separate them. So if there's anybody out there listening to this, then their teams do that. I'd like some uh, to contact you and talk to you a little bit about it because kind of new for us being completely separate now. So we'll see where, how it works out. Where should they uh, reach out to you? Uh, you just uh, hit me up on Facebook, Freddy Camacho, or, yeah, you know, I can contact me, uh, Freddy at CrossFitOfFremont.com. That would be cool. Oh, yes. I forgot to mention that, too. On top of all of the stuff you've got going on with work and your CrossFit Games appearances, you are also co-owner of CrossFit Fremont. Yes, that's right. Me and uh, China and I just bought into Fremont. I, bought, I took a buyout at One World. Uh, about it was just like a month before the games last year's yeah or two weeks before the end it was tough it was not the greatest of timing but it had to happen and uh we were lucky that we landed um with crossfit to fremont and our co-owner jeff moran and it's just it's been really cool so far so, so you're obviously a busy guy i mean you, you you maintain your fitness at a high level you've got we were just talking to you work maybe the worst shift in law enforcement which is what friday saturday sunday nights the worst shift in law enforcement. Uh, now, now, I know that. I mean, how younger guys are going to say that's the best shift in law enforcement? What are you talking about? All the action and, and everything happens on Friday and Saturday nights. And uh, you're uh, you turned fifty, is that right? I did. I turned fifty in July. Uh, like was two weeks before the games, Ben. Yeah, two weeks before the games. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's funny because I know that there's a there's a, a, a not a butting of heads, but a little rivalry or a little uh, snarkiness between day shift and night shift sometimes and in, in, in some departments. I don't know if you guys have that. We we rotate shifts every four months, so we share the pain and the wealth of day shift versus night shift. Um, sounds like you do a bid process, uh, but you recently got transferred too, so you're kind of uh, – you're, 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 you're with that schedule for at least a little more 
I could be with you for a while. We don't. I, we don't even know. I. I mean, like, I'm the I'm the youngest sergeant, but there's two more sergeants coming on, so it really comes down to what the older guys, the guys with a little bit more seniority in the sergeant, um, what shit they pick. And the lesson to be learned to everyone is, you, you know, you're gonna get promoted because I knew I was gonna get promoted, but I really kind of like dicked off on the sergeant chest, and I ended up finishing the lowest. <laughs> Well, yeah, you gotta, you gotta take it. Uh, my my experience was, uh, was I just I was, I was hoping not to embarrass myself uh, yeah. on my, on the sergeant's test, and uh, was up against uh, and tested with some amazing people like mentors of mine, and I just didn't want to embarrass myself and ended up uh, coming in third out of oh, thirty three. Nice. So it was one of those. Where... Uh, the, the funny story is I'm I was seven out of seven. Hey, still top <laughs> okay. ten. Yeah, I, I did worse. I did the worst thing that I did was normally the things that I'm the strongest at. You know what I mean? And I was, uh, nah, whatever. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough process and it's a stressful process. And yeah, well, at least I got my teeth wet as a full time sergeant in the in the busiest and shit with the youngest guys. Yeah, they so. just they threw you into the thick of it, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So. Uh, I read something somewhere that you really got into law enforcement a little later than your kind of standard officer. I mean, I started when I was 27, but you were into your mid-30s, weren't you? Yeah, I was, I was 35, I think, when I started. Yeah, so what uh, what were you doing before that, and what what was that process that brought you into law enforcement? So, well, when I I was been nine years working on Union Pacific Railroad when I started, so... Uh, I was I was doing heavy maintenance on rail cars. Before that, I'd been a mechanic, been a butcher, been a jack of all trades, basically. And uh, but I started training in um, Kramaga, and the guys that I was training with, two of the guys that I trained with were with San Jose PD, and they're just, hey, why don't you become a cop? And I was all like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like that weekend, I started putting applications, and I actually got picked up. I was that was what so fifteen years ago. Up here in, in the East Bay, pretty much all the agencies were hiring and hiring a lot. It was like, that was, what was that? So the, like, two, around 1999, 2000, yeah. there was a lot. There was, like, agencies were hiring a lot back then. And uh, I think days. I got lucky. I had a, it had a checkered past when I was younger, you know what I mean? So I got in at the right time. I don't know that I would get in earlier <laughs> or if I would have got in later. I think I just landed it right at just the right time. And I got picked up by South San Francisco had a really good career for like seven years, um, but yeah, I love. But I still have really good friends with the guy who first said that to me, Tony Alfonso. He's a uh, he runs the CrossFit at San Jose PD. San Jose PD was one of the first uh, PDs in this area to have like a full CrossFit gym. We did some level one seminars at San Jose PD, and it's kind of crazy that he's the guy that was like, "Hey, why don't you become a cop?" And I was like, uh, "Okay," <laughs> and on a whim, I just became a cop. <laughs> Well, it seems to be working out for you. Have you uh, enjoyed the last 15 years for the most part? No, and I, and I tell people all the time, it's it's truly the greatest job on the planet. Like, you know, you're basically your own boss. There's, Of course, we all got rules to follow, but you're out on the street, you know? I mean, we drive solo, so you're working your, by yourself, you know what I mean? And yeah. It's just the things we see, right? <laughs> the things we see, and just just when you think you've seen it all, Something else comes along, and you're just like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> uh, 
I would also want to give it up. I mean, technically, I can retire right now, right? I've got a few more years to put in. I'm not, I'm not in a hurry to go anywhere, and I live close and feeling good. So uh, I'm going to stick around for a little while longer, man. It's a fun job. Oh, that's key. So, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of cops, myself included, got into or discovered CrossFit through the job or through someone they worked with or that they were trying to work out some issues or maybe like for me they saw greg amundsen's talk on uh being a uh, professional warrior athlete or a tactical athlete but were you in crossfit you were you were into crossfit before you became you joined law enforcement or did you how did you discover crossfit uh so the guys that i started with i was training krav maga i ended up started fighting ring fighting i was doing muay thai sanchao um i started boxing uh i won some um, gold medals in the police fire games state and world and the world games um and then my corner guys and myself started our own gym so we started up uh what we thought we were going to be a fighting gym and i was doing a bunch of the conditioning classes for our, for fighters and anybody that just wanted to do fighting style conditioning one day i was rolling around with our jujitsu instructor and he's a skinny skinny guy smaller dude but he's like really super strong i'm like hey what are you doing for your fitness and uh, he's all I do CrossFit. And I'm like CrossFit. What the hell is that? You know. And shit, I went online that night, CrossFit.com, and for like two weeks, I was just all over that website. And then started uh, started adding the workouts into my fitness groups and called up CrossFit to get certified. Annie Sakamoto called me back. It was crazy. <laughs> but that's how I ended up in it, just purely by random. Like if I hadn't asked him. Hey, what are you doing for your fitness? I, who knows? It might, I would have been way behind the curve. Who knows when I would have found out about it? You know what I mean? Or, yeah. So you're up in the Bay. Do you know Glenn Cordoza? Mm. So he's a, he's a, he writes a lot of uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu books, and he's a co-author for, like, I, think, uh, I think, BJ Penn and a few others. But uh, he's an author and writer for a lot of those. But uh, there's a, a frequent guest we have on the show who's actually kind of more of a co-host who's my coach and a CrossFit box owner. And he has a similar story that he was in, I think Thailand and training and getting his ass handed to him. And he, and asked this guy, Glenn, what are you doing? Like, why are you so much better in so much better shape than me? And he said, uh, when you get back to the States, check out CrossFit.com. And that was the rest for him. He joined uh, a gym in LA and eventually opened his own box. So that's cool. But yeah, it's funny because like, uh, I've been, wor- I've been training since I was 17 years old, literally like I was a gym rat, 24-hour fitness, bodybuilding-style workouts, you know, all that stuff. So when I first did my first CrossFit workout, which was March 28, 2006, I remember the day. Wow, that's <laughs> – I have I have yet to go back into a 24-hour fitness or, or a commercial gym and do a workout. As a matter of fact, I kept my gym membership for like three years because it was like 17 bucks a month. I'm like, hey, you never know. I might have to go back there sometime, but uh, – <laughs> Finally, when my credit card or something changed, they sent me a notice that they were gonna they were gonna send me to collections or something. Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so I finally canceled it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's 2006, March 28, 2006. It was like push presses and L pull ups, and I'm sure I looked like crap doing it. But uh, that was it. Okay, so you were a couple years into the job, but you were already had a kind of a fitness regimen, just kind of that traditional gym. Uh, set up right how uh has police work changed your fitness in any way good or bad i mean have you experienced uh any positive or negative effects on you police work is so you mean so 
Well, it's funny because, like, I had to think of it as I was, very, I was doing a lot. I was training all the time, doing, like, the bodybuilding style workouts, but you don't really have any con- conditioning aspect in that, really. Like, you get on the elliptical next to your buddy that you just worked out with, and you guys open up a magazine or stare at the TV, and you don't do anything, right? Right. But, uh, I, I don't know. I, what happened with me, that kind of led, led to me getting into the martial arts is I was, playing, uh, I was playing a lot of hockey and then getting into fights a lot on the ring, and I knew a buddy of mine that was a really good stand-up fighter and like hey what should i be doing i want to learn to fight a little bit better led to kramaga led to me at my job um started running a little bit more i mean i've been a wrestler and stuff like that so then i got into like i did some i went back at like 34 years old and got into some aau tournaments and wrestling but when i went to the decided to go for police work that's what wanted me to step up my, my conditioning aspect of fitness so i would say for me is important to be conditioned to do police work, whereas not where I needed to to um, have to. It changed my ideas for condi- to be my conditioning afterwards. You know what I mean? Like sure. I, I wanted to be fit to do police work. So makes sense. So uh, one thing we share in common is a is a general distaste for night shift. I think right, uh, and just the 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 wear and tear that it puts on you. Um, you're on a you're a busy you're on a busy end of the week and uh you're there for an extended amount of time you don't know if you're coming off nights anytime soon at least i have the benefit of knowing the lights at the end of the tunnel every four months <laughs> how do you deal double with fingers crossed what's double that fingers crossed. double fingers crossed right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh how do you deal with night shift do you have any routines or tips or tricks or things that you do to minimize the detrimental effects of that that hard to get to sleep that lack of sleep yeah i mean obviously the trick is to get as much sleep as possible obviously so um like like i know we were kind of mentioned i mentioned to you a little bit before so what i learned was uh at first when i would come home you know like most of us we think this we have that whole we want to unwind thing so i would sit up i'd sit around turn on the tv maybe eat some food or something watch a little sports center drink some beers or some wine or something and I uh, think that that's going to help me. I'm finally going to fall asleep and I sleep great. But uh, I definitely learned, like, come home, man, I just climb into bed. You know, if I just, you know, I don't think I'm tired and China laughs at me because she's like, man, you climb into bed and you're literally out within, like, 10 minutes. So, like, I think the trick is to just go to bed, like, as soon as possible. And then, uh, of course, we have the typical things, the blackout curtains, and uh, we have a um, little portable air conditioning unit in our room, and I turn that thing on, so it's like that white noise. We'd run it even in the wintertime, and uh, that helps us sleep, but the, the trick is definitely to get as much sleep as possible, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easier said than done. I mean, that's that's not a, oh. I got to get myself one of those AC units, because uh, I don't know about up in Northern California, but we've had a heat wave here that's lasted several months, and... Uh, Hard to sleep when it's like 83 in the house. <laughs> no, dude, I'm telling you, those things are so awesome. Like we've had it for it's we've had it for over two years, at least two years, and it runs every night. Now, uh, this is a dumb question, but because I don't know my construction stuff, is this the kind that goes into a, a, a window and it has to seal up around a window, or is it just a portable piece like a like a fan? No, it's like a big unit on wheels. Um, and then the little vent thing goes up into the window. It's got this little piece that goes in the window, and you slide the window up against it, the vent. Yeah. It's money. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got it at Lowe's for like 200 bucks. It's the best 200 bucks I ever spent. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. So 
uh, just straight to bed. So when do you get in your workouts during the days that you work? Or do you just kind of skip it and just look for the, your days off to work out? Nah, so here's second, the second part of that whole thing. If you want to maintain, like trying to maintain your fitness work in a night schedule is, uh, so China and I follow hyperfit programming. Um, it's a, it's a long litany of work every day. Um, so on days where I'm not working, I try to get all the work. I mean, it's like literally like three to four hours of work, right? In the gym. A day? A day. So on the days that I work, yeah, uh, days that I work, I mean, we split it in two sessions, so it's it's not that bad. But uh, on days that I work, I've learned, hey, man, just just pick pick the things that I need to do. You know, pick a little conditioning, maybe one of the strength movements or something like that. I, I pick and choose on the days I work. And then there are some days when I'm just like, you know, man, I'm not – I that workout's not going to work for me today. I'm just going to go and do like maybe like do Cindy, like a round of Cindy for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? on the minute or something like that. And usually on uh, on Sunday is our active rest day, so that's our day that we'll go for either like we'll row for like 30 minutes or we go on like a five-mile run, China and I. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Do you have a gym at your station or do you just do this all at, uh, at Fremont? Because uh, you're in the Bay. I mean, it takes forever to get anywhere. Uh, or do you have a, a gym inside your house or how do you structure that? So we just just started putting together our home gym. So now on my work days, I'm, I'm, I just started last weekend was the first weekend I actually got to do a whole workout at home. Um, but CrossFit Fremont's only about 10 minutes away. Oh, not bad. So, yeah, yeah. But still, it's like, man, you get out of bed, you're tired. I mean, there's nothing that's more demoralizing for wanting to have to do hard work than working nights and not sleeping. Oh, like, yeah. wake up and, the, and the, the only thing you're thinking about is, shit, I only slept four hours you know what i mean Cause don't get me wrong i'm still going to sleep right when i go to bed but some days i some days i wake up at 12 and i'm wide awake yeah you know you're just completely screwed up so um there's nothing like i said more demoralizing i think than working nights and having to train like i still can't believe that i made the games working nights all last year but yeah it was uh, it's still just it's still phenomenal and working nights right up to the game so um but if having the, the gym in the garage is like game changer, like just game changer. Um, get up, make my coffee. Now I just go sit out in the garage and put a TV in there so I can turn on. I like to watch football, college football and pro football or even sports center. Flip the TV on out there. Take my time, drink my coffee. It's awesome. Nice. Yeah, it's, I've, I've found that to be the biggest uh, thing for me, too, is to have just I mean, mine's mine's straight up simple it's a squat rack a bar i think 240 pounds of bumper plates a couple of kettlebells and a sandbag that's about it nice. but it's enough to get me through i can make i can make up enough stuff with that to uh to at least feel like i i did something my neighbors are gonna are th- are probably think i'm insane because i'm out there dropping weights now because i'll do workouts during the week too at home so because we do split work but i just dug my holes for my uh i'm putting in 16 foot uh um, four by fours in my front yard and then a 10 foot one at like an L angle. So I'm going to have a 15 foot rings hanging in my front yard and a pull up structure alongside my driveway in my front yard. My neighbors are like, you know, like this guy's insane. Oh, the neighbor kids are going to love it. You have a brand yeah. new <laughs> gymnastics set for the whole, whole, whole neighborhood. Yeah. Mine, mine, mine are, they, they kind of pause and like watch me. They can't figure out what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I'm doing laps with a sandbag or kettlebell, and 
uh, I got this old Navy veteran across the street who's uh, likes to he cheers me on with my calisthenics, as he calls them. It's that's cool. That's, <laughs> yeah, I live on a court, so uh, yeah, I do too. I haven't even got the full treatment yet, but they're they're going to be seeing some crazy stuff. Oh, so. that's funny. <laughs> so, uh, so with the sleep, do you do any supplementation specific to sleep, or is there any any uh, anything you do there? I find that. Uh, I sleep better if I have a full meal, but at the same time, I don't necessarily want to sleep on a full stomach. Right, right. So uh, we're following, uh, we signed, uh, nutrition was never a big thing for us. Um, we like to, we just eat big meal during the day or two, one or two big meals a day, and then like kind of not really were eating really well. Um, but we started hooking up with, uh, we hooked up with RP Strength. And we're following their templates now. So before I go to bed, I had to drink a casein protein shake with some fat in it. So usually like some peanut butter or something like that. I just blend it with some ice, mix a nice smoothie. Drink that before I go to bed. I'm going to lie, some night, sometimes I'll, I'll drop some z or um, actually her, uh, China's mother's a, a nurse. And she said we should probably stay away from the z and try just try some melatonin. What is it, melatonin? Melatonin, yeah. Yeah. That so gave me crazy dreams like totally crazy dreams that's cool well no no like bad like half half the people it helps sleep the other half it seems to like keep you up and for me it was like the opposite effect it was counter uh effective because it all of a sudden it was like i was like scattered i was totally scattered oh really well i have my i have my fitbit here and i stopped this last weekend and uh it like tells me in during my sleep like do you have one of these I had one uh, for a they little bit. I don't care about the sleep. I don't care about anything else. Yeah. I, 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 got, I got rid of it because I was interested in steps, and I got rid of it when I was brushing my teeth one night, and I watched I watched myself complete like a 1,000 steps while I was brushing my teeth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't really trip too much on the step stuff. You got to be the careful. Sleep monitor, the sleep monitor is actually really cool. It tells you how much restless sleep you have, how many times you woke up. like, And it's pretty – so far that I can tell – like it knew exactly when I got up to go to the bathroom, or last night got up to get a drink of water, or whatever. So, uh, you know, I, I've been kind of monitoring my sleep with that since I got it, and uh, we'll see when I try the melatonin if the crazy dreams keep making me restless, or if I sleep better. We'll see what happens. Something, something I found very effective that uh, uh, a former guest, Dr. Kirk Parsley, recommended, and then uh, another uh, guest, Mikel Vega, also recommended. Both actually former SEALs was. Uh, magnesium and D3 about an hour before bed. Uh, and I have the, I, I sleep the best and the longest and hardest when I take that. Uh, that was, that was that, isn't that that, that sleepies or whatever it is? There's something that Rob Wolf was pushing that product. I forget what it was called, but it was magnesium. He's saying th- yeah, there's a couple different versions of it. I just buy magnesium and D3 separately and that seems to knock me out pretty solid. Uh, I'll have to try that too. That's a Maybe good I'll one. <laughs> so, uh, you said that like nutrition's not that, big a deal for you guys um now i have a hard time believing that considering the instagram photos i see of the two of you but uh, what what's your meal prep like for for your week and do you just do you meal prep just for work or do you not at all or do you what's what what's your nutrition schedule for the week look like i well i think i'm lucky in two things that i have a slight advantage over probably every other every other guy that i know that i work with is number one we don't have kids yeah and and number two i I'm married. We are married now to China oh. Joe, and uh, and her life is is what we do. Is, is her life is CrossFit right now? So yeah. she basically, I got a nice whole breakfast sitting right here, just plopped down in front of me. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So she basically does all the cooking, and uh, and I live in town, so I can come home and eat. So I don't have to do. We don't have to do like you know. You'll see all the pictures on Instagram or Facebook of people have their Tupperware containers stacked up to the roof in their kitchen, meal prep every week, and I, I really don't need to worry about that. So I'm kind of fortunate there. Yeah. But uh, she does all the cooking and preps the meals and looks at my at my template and says, "Oh no, you're supposed to be eating this right now or that right now." And she does it a lot better than I do. I'm not really a big fan of the nutrition thing, but I have noticed differences, so I'm embracing it a little bit more. It's just tough. What are you, know, you said? It's uh, and I'll I'll put a link into the show notes. But is it say it again? RS or RP Strength? You said RP Strength, Renaissance Performance Strength. So uh, you can look them up. Look them up. On just type in Google RP Strength on the, in a browser and it'll pop up. And do, and how does that system work? Can you describe that to people? Who so they get they send you a template. Basically, uh, we get you get a questionnaire tells you asks you everything. What do you work? What do you sleep? How how much you weigh right now? What's your goal? Is your goal performance? Is it you know they have tons of did they aren't just CrossFit there they have you know powerlifters bodybuilders everything so. Uh, for me, I wanted to get back down to my better weight when I was at for CrossFit, which I think is the 80, 185 to 188. I was weighing about 196, 197. Um, whereas China's not looking to lose weight. She's looking to perform better per food, with, via food. So um, then what happens, they, they take all that data. All Everyone in that company is like a PhD or you know a doctor. It's like they're very they, – it's based on science. They base the whole thing on science. So it's very – macro control it's not they don't tell you exactly what to eat like okay this this morning you have to eat eggs and this and they tell you hey you need a four ounce portion of protein you need to have your serving of fat this your high glycemic carbs you know when you're working out blah 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 blah. so and how long have you been on that um china went about five weeks now six six weeks i'm down seven pounds so wow well, I knew that it was going to win-win for me. That I was no way I was not going to lose weight because it cut, it made me drink about ninety percent less beer than I was drinking before. So, <laughs> so I no way you're not going to lose weight, right? If I could find a plan that quote unquote makes me stop yeah. drinking beer, I'll sign up in a second. But I uh, I always seem to overpower those. <laughs> yeah, dude, I like I love the workout and literally like while I like time and then crack a beer. <laughs> Like, I don't care where I'm at. I got a fridge at the gym. I got a fridge at home. I was like, time, crack a beer. So what's your go-to? Because I'm a beer fan, too, when we talk about this. I'm Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada. Oh, that's that's Pale Ale. And uh, then I like any, I like a lot of IPAs are good, too. So, mm. Well, we're, we're in the right state for that, for the West Coast <laughs> stuff. Totally. Uh, yeah, that's that's always a challenge is the, uh, is rewarding that hard workout with a nice, oh, frosty IPA. <laughs> I'm getting off track. Uh so it sounds like, uh, I mean, that's, I've never heard of a program like that where you can uh, kind of get general guidelines, but you're not locked to a rigid recipe diet. Uh, you know, you got to have three eggs and this, you know, this uh, and half a cup of spinach and that kind of stuff can be overwhelming. This seems to give you some room or some latitude to pick how you're going to accomplish those four ounces of protein, as you said. No, absolutely. And then, you know, you and then it's nice because they're like, hey, don't be that crazy person that if you go out with a bunch of friends, you're like, oh, I can't eat anything here because, you know, like, man, just eat whatever, you know. But uh, the cool thing about it is exactly that is uh, like, so one of the things that we had to do is on days that we do double days when we come home, we have to have like a high glycemic carb 
So that's like cereal. You know what I mean? So like Frosted Flakes. Mm-hmm. Like so, China is like, hey, uh, she looks at Pop Tarts and is like, hey, Pop Tarts basically the same thing. She contacts our coach. He's all, no, Pop Tarts are good. So like, we get Pop Tarts, man. I'll sign up for any diet that includes Pop Tarts. <laughs> Right, right. People are like, what, what? Pop-Tarts? What kind of diet is this? Well, that's super, it's extremely counterintuitive for someone uh, who, six last year, right? Uh, yes. Six yeah. last year in the elite division of the games, who, uh, to, it's just, it just kind of blows my mind. Because you, you have this image of someone who has to be, obviously disciplined, but uh, like no cheating or, you know, I mean, I'm sure that happens leading up in the days to the games but that's that's interesting i mean i i there is no perfect system i guess or there is no system that's right for everybody right right well i mean like i said it's the um when it comes to food and nutrition like i always we just knew it like we just knew that it was a missing part of our game mm-hmm. but it's a game it is a game changer because you know it's fuel that's all i had to do is turn to look you had to look at at food you can't it's good to enjoy it so we make things and we're playing around with different things and had some made some exciting things but you can't just think about it man i just want to eat everything that i love you know you got to kind of like think about the fuel part of it so it's like is a large pizza going to be the best thing before you you know when you have a big workout the next day probably not (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so how uh how is there a general idea of the the diet you stick to is it kind of a zone esque or paleo esque or is it well I mean paleo plus pop tarts <laughs> no no I definitely not say paleo it's a, it's more along the lines of, more along the lines of zone it's just very it's very uh, it's managing your portions mm-hmm. and then the science side of it is putting making the right portions is going to make you perform the best right so that's like like having the right amount of carbs you know or even when we drink when we work out we have to drink or eat a protein source and a um, real super sugary drink for that instant energy out of that carb. So we drink like <laughs> Kool-Aid when we're training. <laughs> Literally drink the Kool-Aid. So like my whole root, my whole world just got skewed. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. It's, that's, that's awesome though, because uh, I like to hear that you can, you can function at the, such a high level at, at uh, like a master's games athlete at 50 who works night shifts, uh, who's on the SWAT team and still have a little fun with it. Uh, oh, I have a lot of fun, bro. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm not as totally strict on the diet as China is. She's very strict, but like, Hey, I still, when I work nights, some nights I, at four o'clock in the morning, I still got to have that donut and coffee. Yeah. It happens. A little sugar dump. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta have it. So, uh, along with diet, is there any um, any of your any of your things, any supplements that are a go to for you uh, that uh, that you have to do or that you do do? Fish oil, is it B twelve or you know that kind of stuff? Yeah, we're, we're both sponsored by um, Nutrafort Sports Supplements, so we get a shipment every month, and I take um, BCAA which I mix with my Kool-Aid while I'm working out. And then uh, we use their proteins and the fish oil. I take a, like a vitamin pack from them every day. Uh, I'll take, I don't take, I was, I get, or was getting creatine. So I don't like creatine because it's just, I get, feel a little bloated. Some guys like it. I'm not into it, but I take the beta alanine also. I'll add that into my workout um, drink. So 
not a huge, huge subtle like some guys there's like a huge science to it. There's like tons of those I'm just a little lazy taking all that stuff. So Yeah. Uh I found that the the branch chains, the BCAAs are like the thing to help with muscle soreness. What how do you combat combat that? Muscle soreness? I know and I'm just sore all, just the, time. Sore all the time. <laughs> I seriously am sore all the time. Yeah. And then I like, I don't know if you know much about the hyperfit program, but uh, it's a lot of work. So there's, and there's some things that another thing that I will say though, that just this last couple of weeks, since we went to that power monkey camp in Tennessee mm-hmm. is we hooked up with uh, this guy named Adam and uh, he's like a mobility coach. So now every Sunday night he sends me a video of things that I have to do pre and post workout now. And I, and I said it to him, and he's like, wow, you're one of the first guys that actually said that I acknowledged it, is that there's some of the stuff I need to cut out doing and spend a little bit more time on the mobility thing. And I think that that's going to help me with soreness. Unlike, I never did that. Mobility, mobility, whatever. You just make it, who cares if your overhead squat is ugly and it hurts? You know what I mean? So, uh, for, so I've been doing it all wrong for like 10 years, and I'm trying to now, just now, trying to work it right. So uh, we have that that we work on. I think that's going to help a little bit with soreness and stuff like hopefully yeah we'll I, would, I would think so and injury prevention when you're at work too i think i mean yeah 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 we've had, uh, we've had physical therapists on the show before and we're talking about you know like those eight inch boots and cinching those down and how that screws up your ankle range of motion which tweaks your knees and then your hips are get thrown off and well the trick is to not run after anybody you know oh that's that's, that's without that's, running that's story. <laughs> yeah it's like that's what a radio is for yeah i got <laughs> enough time on i'm not running after anybody if I can't catch you in ten feet, then you're you won. Exactly. Um, what are some resources or, or or are there books that you look to or that when people come to you that you might direct them to? Do you have anything off the top of your head? For just for well for fitness and wellness or or you know I I, I don't know if you've ever had the experience of either a veteran or junior officers coming to you and going like man like what you're doing is working how can I start right. Well, yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Like I've always said that for the most part, most cops are lazy. And, I, and when I think back about it, I don't know that it's necessarily that they're lazy. It's just that they don't. Okay, I don't know how it is where you're at, but I know where I live. I'm one of only like three guys on our whole department that lives in the city or close. You know yeah. what I mean? All the rest of them have kids wives they're trying to work so that their wives don't have to work and stay home and take care of the kids and they live like literally an hour or farther away yeah with no traffic you know what i mean so um i try and just get them hey man just take advantage of the time that we get i don't care if you just we get an hour paid and work out at work do you really yeah they uh, we call it flex time and they can unsuit up into their workout clothes mid-shift obviously pending what's going on and then uh work out for an hour in our crappy little PD gym, but there's treadmill in there. They got bumper rower. plates. They got a rower in there. There's, you know, everything that you need to do to at least just move around for 45 minutes. So I don't really stir them towards their CrossFit box or anything like that. Cause some people, you know, you have that two different kinds of people that are like, they don't want to hear about CrossFit yeah. and then you're a nut. And then they have the people that are like into the bodybuilding kind of stuff. So they don't want to hear about CrossFit. So I mean, you can ask anybody at my department. I'm not that guy that talks about CrossFit 24-7. matter of fact, I hardly ever talk about it. But I talk all the time about, hey, man, you need to do something to stay to, to take care of you yourself. 
and your fitness, right? I don't care what it. I don't care if you get on that treadmill for forty five minutes, you know, after you change out and change back into your clothes, and just walk for forty five minutes. Just do something because what I tell guys all the time, my theory is, uh, we're always in contract negotiations, and what's the big thing with contract negotiations is reti- medical retirement, yeah. right? When you retire, and that's the thing that they just take a little bit more of every single time. They take more and more of that where you're not going to get it. And eventually, these younger guys, I tell them, hey, by the time you guys retire, there's not going to be medical. You're going to be paying for your own medical. So you do all this work your whole life, and you do all these negotiations to get this great retirement because we have a good, decent retirement, and you're going to be spending all your money on medical. Yeah. So, do you, you so. Does your department offer lifetime medical? We do, but you have to put in 25 years at the department, and who does that anymore? Uh, you know, no, it's you know? tough. Yeah, we don't have it at all. Uh, we don't offer lifetime medical. Uh, I've talked before on the show about trying to implement a voluntary system at my department, and I met with resistance to even that. Uh, yeah. Even the idea of someone on their off time but working out on our on our little on our campus at our headquarters, even that is resist uh, meeting resistance uh, for s- stupid reasons, mis- risk management issues, you know. Yeah, yeah, so we had a lieutenant that tried to implement. He just came over from another agency where he had it all in the works where, like, hey, if guys met a physical standard that they would get, like, a bonus, and then what happened, the POA found out about this, and the city was was ready to do it, and then the POA said, well, if they can pay that, potentially they'd have to plan for this bonus for the whole department. So if they can potentially pay that bonus, let's just get the bonus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Without having to do the fitness side of it, let's just take the money. You know, so then it was just became a moot point, and then it all got squelched. So sometimes we can be our own worst enemy. We are our own worst enemy. Yeah, it's you got to see the long view sometimes, not just the cash in front of you. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things that you do uh, to stay on course and and to stay? Uh, stay true to the programs you're doing. I, I mean, you're making and you have investments in these programs, uh, HyperFit and, and uh, RP Strength. But are you are you working towards these things uh, because you want to compete at the games at a high level or do you are working on your fitness because you want to be fit as an officer at a high level or you just want to be fit as a person? Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I'm trying to make the games, man. You know, that's it's awesome. Just, it's so fun. <laughs> I bet. And it, but it's hard. Um, it's also now with the masters thing. I mean, these guys coming in are just, it's like insane. Yeah. What these guys are doing. I got out thrustered by a 60 year old guy. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so there's that channel. I mean, and like I said, like, uh, when I do a lot to support China, you know what I mean? Like I, sometimes I go to the gym and I'm just like, Fuck this! I want to do Zumba, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and but she's she's still at that in the optimum years for performance right now. Yeah, I think so. She's got a couple of good years left at at least a couple of good years. So I know I'm going to be doing it for a couple more years at least <laughs> at this level. But uh, trust me, it's hard. It's hard to stay on. But I think that night the night shift has been a rough. It's been a rough year for me. Uh, about, uh, it's been one year on night shift, and it's it's definitely been a rough year. So I've been that probably the most in my whole CrossFit career, which has been ten years now of not wanting to do CrossFit. What's um, the hardest part about it? Uh, is it the lack of energy? Is it a, is there a mental block or a, a something that you struggle with there? 
Uh, is it- yeah, I think it's 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 a lot more mental. It's a it's a constant mind game. It's that it's that constant like, you know, I know, and the stuff that we do the the hyperfit program is tough. And I'm not doing a master's one. I'm doing the same one that, like, because <laughs> China, we train with Neil Maddox. She trains with him, like, two to three times a week. So I'm doing the same program. They're doing it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to Neil's gym today. God damn it. <laughs> uh, scaling a lot of stuff, but um, just trying to keep my mental game on track. Is, it's, been, it's been tough. With the, I think it's just the, you know, you know I'm, I'm, I'm completely whacked out on sleep. You know what I mean? Like last Monday night, I had to work my fourth night because every once a month we have a payback day, and uh, so I had to work four nights. I try and take as much time off as I can, so I have a lot of time saved up, so I can, you know, if there's another sergeant working, I'll comp off on the in a heartbeat. I don't care, but um, you know, I think just the sleep patterns you get. I get off work on Monday. I would try and wake up by twelve or one o'clock, and then. I'm ready to go back to sleep again by 11, 10 or 11 o'clock at night. We stay up till like 12, but, um, then I'm back into that schedule. You know what I mean? So I'm just out of whack on sleep, man. And it's just fucked up my brain mentally. Yeah, it's, it does. It really does. Uh, so how do you, how do you, uh, do you combat that? Do you write down like specific goals or do you have a routine through the day that you just follow that to, to eliminate some of the guesswork? Or, yeah, we're on a very we're on a very tight routine. You know what I mean? Like we'll be we head to the gym here in a little bit, and then uh, we have that schedule where we go to the gym for a certain amount of time, and then we come back, we'll eat a meal, come back home, back in the gym again on the double days, and then the other days when I work, what time? I mean, it's all laid out even in my diet plan. It's laid out that schedule, and I just stick to that schedule. But just mentally, sometimes it's tough. To want to try and work hard, you know what I mean. I come, oh, just the worst attitude ever when I get to the gym is so bad. I feel so bad for China because I'm just like, <laughs> I I totally totally know what you're saying. And honestly, honestly, if uh, I I don't think that if we weren't together right now, I don't know. I would. I don't. I'm not quite sure where I would be in my CrossFit career right now. You know what I mean? Sure, like, sure. I'd still have a gym. I'd still be coaching stuff like that. I'd still be working out, but I don't know that I would be. I probably would have to because there's that ego side of the games too. You know what I mean? Like, man, man, I'm a games athlete. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe not an elite games athlete, but I'm still a games athlete and have been in the past, and so I always kind of have that. And I've always said that I'll I'll try to make the the games until I'm pushing up daisies in my grave. You know, <laughs> so there's always that. But it's just been tough while I've been on nights. Hopefully, I get off nights and it'll be a lot easier. Yeah. It- it is. It definitely is easier on days. So scheduling seems to be very important to you. And do you schedule your day uh, like down to the down to the hour in terms of what you're doing through the day? Between whether that's, I mean, um, even though have, you don't have kids, you still got you've got a house, so you, that means you've got stuff you got to fix. Oh, man. Um, you know, you're not you're not kidding. Trying to squeeze it all in, but it's nice the days that I have off. We you pack as much as you can into a day. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, I'm a body constantly in motion. That's for sure. Are you one of these? Are you one of the, these guys that? I, and I've tried this with varying degrees of success. You know, you, you write down your to do list for the next day or in the morning, so you have something to go off of, uh, so you know what your day's going to look like or your week's going to look like, or you just kind of pick it off on the fly. Pick it off on the fly. I tell China things, and she remembers everything, and I forget everything. So. <laughs> I think that's just being a wife or a woman, because <laughs> my my wife remembers stuff I can't keep track of. Wow. Um, so you've got 
what 15 plus years on at this point mm-hmm. uh with two different departments i i like to ask other veteran officers what advice they have for new officers coming on or if someone comes to you in their rookie year and says how do i succeed in this career and how how do i get through this career for the next 20 maybe 30 years and barring some tragedy uh keep myself fit so that i i don't come out of here at 50 years old broken and, and battered uh that's that's a good question actually i would tell guys like to watch out falling into that trap of all you do is hang out with cops um, i'm not gonna lie with you i don't hang out with any cops um I'm busy training and working out at the gym and stuff like that. I don't. I know that I don't like the guys that I work with. I love all my everyone I work with. They're all great dudes. But you know, I, I, I some of these younger guys. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, our days off. They're they're together. You know what I mean? They're out drinking and everything. And yep. pretty soon everything starts to slip by. All you're doing is drinking and hanging out with your buddies, the guys that you work with all the time. All you're doing is talking about police work. You know what I mean? Have that outside life uh, and and put that focus on doing something to work out and not making excuses, man. There's some guys at work that they have commute and they have, you know, three kids and a wife and a house that they have to take care of, but they come to work every day an hour early and they're in the gym before their shift. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. those are the guys that are the happiest, you know, and they're the happiest with their job. They're the guys that aren't, aren't angry about being cops. Cause we both know there's a lot of guys that are angry about being cops like, I don't ever want to end up to be that guy. And I think having that whole life outside of police work is, is what's most important. That's a great, great perspective. And I, I, yeah, I agree. Now flip that, that question on the side a little bit and say, well, what's your advice for the older officers, you know, your veterans who, uh, who are out there and maybe see retirement coming, uh, or are kind of looking for, uh, some direction, you know, that people seem to hit that 10 year mark and, and, uh, their motivation tanks or their uh, mental attitude tanks, uh, their officer safety sometimes tanks. Uh, but if that's a if, tough one, man, that's yeah. trying to teach an old dog new tricks, right? Yeah, like, it's hard. I don't try to te- I don't try and change people that don't want to change. I'm sorry, I just don't put in the effort. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I'm not. I'm, I'll say what I say. I say very things at work. I'll put out emails about you know, fitness or things like that. But I keep it very generalized. I don't pinpoint any single person. And if you come to me with an interest in it, I'm more than happy to help anybody. You know what I mean? But if you don't, if you don't even care, you're like, ah, I deleted that. You know, as soon as I saw it, you know what I mean? The email or whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just, I got, I ain't got the time to, to waste my time. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I'm just going to be quite honest. I don't, you know, if you don't give a shit, I don't give a shit either. So, um, but if you have an interest in changing things, I'll I'll tell you what to do. I don't have a problem, and it doesn't have to be CrossFit. I'm very I'm I'm all down for anybody doing anything for their fitness. And I'll, you know, I start them out with just like walking or you know, what are you eating? Let's talk about that. Anything like that. But I, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't had a lot of guys that come up to me and ask me that are older. Yeah. Well, it's we're like like we said earlier, we're sometimes our own worst enemy. Um, I think like you you touched on it. Uh, cynicism can set in or hardness and we have a hard time asking for help too you know just we're we're type a people we're trained to we're trained to present to the public that we know everything and if we don't know everything we fake it until we do right i mean that's kind of one of the issues or the essences of command presences uh you get to the scene and you don't know what to do do something 
and make it look like that's exactly what you meant everyone to do, right? It's the same thing as, and then we're resistant to change. You know what I mean? Yes. So like, when you're a patrol sergeant and you're being a sergeant, you know you, you man, you can't be resistant to change because everything is changing. Everything about police work is changing right now with cameras and everything else. It's and then you get these guys that are the senior guys that are just they make it hard for change as it is, and they, you know, they're setting their way. So getting them to, getting them to change police work alone is hard enough. Let alone try and change them for like making their their health life better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so we, before we uh, before we hit record, you said that you you record, you cut you have what eight guys on your squad? On uh, Saturday and Friday and Saturday nights, we have minimum staffing of eight. Plus, I have two guys working over at our. Um, our uh, big shopping center over there. So, and then uh, one prisoner transport guy. So we're at ten, eleven guys. And out of those, how many are you are on probation right now? Oh, my patrol guys. I had that shift that uh, had just ended in January, or no, excuse me, in July. I had seven out of eight on probation. <laughs> and so, is it a year or eighteen months for you guys for probation? Eighteen months. So, uh, seven of your eight guys. Have eighteen months or less on the job, and there's there's yeah. I, as uh, as having had probationers, there's a lot of pros to that, uh, but as a sergeant too, there's a lot of a lot of cons. And with seven, that's a lot of people to keep uh, close tabs on. But uh, tell me if the, you've had the same experience. But the younger guys coming on now, uh, not only do they have the enthusiasm that uh, the the more seasoned guys often lack at this point, but they are much more open to change. And they are much more curious about uh, taking control of their own uh, uh, fitness from the start. You know, so, so what I mean is, I guess, they're more open to ideas of, like, the importance of mobility and why stretching before your shift might be a good thing. I don't yeah. know if you had that same experience. Definitely. I, I would I'd say they're definitely more open to things. I don't know so much about fitness because, like I said, I, I don't preach it a lot or I don't talk about it a lot or, or try and force things. We have the opportunity. If I'll see somebody who's like, Hey, Sarge, is it okay if I go 10, we call it 10-7-E when you take your exercise? I'm like, hey, there's a guy that's smart enough to, like, take the opportunity he has. But definitely open to, they're easy to mold. And that's what I, like, what I think. I know it's crazy that seven of eight guys, but there's seven of eight guys that aren't experienced. So I can kind of, like, help mold them into being good cops, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So uh, I kind of, that, that side of it's been kind of cool but definitely they're open to obviously they're open they don't have a choice really (laughs) (laughs) Um, so they're like the body camera you know we wear the little by view with the slide open door to them i mean that they have there's running all the time and you know like for me i still trying to get used to using that thing and yeah uh, but they're uh, yeah no you're right they're very uh open up to things like that well that's that's why i like having probationers or even trainees on my squads and I encourage it and I'm always open to it because that's the one chance I have to uh, uh, create or mold the person who's eventually going to be my partner or is my partner right I mean they might be the guy coming to save my ass so I want to make sure I do everything I can to make sure they're a good cop no absolutely absolutely awesome so what is next for you is there a next I mean you said you're going to try you're going to you plan to sounds like you're going for the games in 2016 Mm -hmm. and uh what do you mean next as in like my next competition or yeah that and and where uh where do you see uh your both your 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 fitness career and your career as an entrepreneur which we didn't even touch on that you run a gym as well yeah. 
and then your 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 professional career. Where do you where do you see that going in the next couple of years? And how much more time do you really think you'll be in law enforcement? I think everything's going to be the same. Like you know, run the gym, work. Uh, still trying to make it to the games every year. So no no big changes over probably the next six seven years. Just my guess. Keep keep on keeping on. Yeah, just till I you know you run yourself into the into the dirt. <laughs> Which we're all trying to avoid, and hence the, uh, the the purpose of the squad room is to is to do that gracefully, so that yeah. we uh, we uh, don't go in with broken broken backs and broken knees and bad attitudes and and broken he- uh, brains. I don't see my I don't plan on retiring for another six seven years. I'm not in a hurry to go anywhere, so so just keep doing what I'm doing. I guess I don't really haven't really put much thought into it. Well, you're definitely one of those guys who uh, uh, is counter to you know that I mean. Our retirement, most retirements in California are three at 50, at least for veterans. That's changed now. But, you know, people hit the door at 50 and are gone. People hit the door at 50 and they they can barely get out of the patrol car. Uh, you know, they're, they're wrenched back and the blown knees and all that. Or um, they get to 50 and they're low energy and angry. And you are none of those things. No, that's true. <laughs> That's awesome. That was, that's fantastic. I mean, I got uh, I got 12 years before I I hit 50 years old, and I hope that I maintain that kind of positive attitude uh, when 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 I'm there. I, I hope that in 12 years I can call you up and say, "See, I did it." I, yeah, I, I have faith in you, man. I have faith. <laughs> I appreciate it. I do too. It's just uh, uh, it's just awesome to hear, Freddie. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, oh, it's a pleasure. We'd love to have you back sometime. Good luck uh, next year. Uh, if we don't catch up before then, uh, please with please wish China uh, best of luck too. Where can people find you? We, we mentioned it earlier in the show, but you've got uh, what's your Instagram? Uh, Freddie Camacho sixty five, and then that's my year I was born, not my age. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Freddie Camacho just on Facebook, and then Freddie at CrossFitOfFremont.com. dot uh, com. Are you on Twitter? Uh, I am. I think I'm Freddie Camacho one there. I don't Twitter a lot. So. You don't Twitter. <laughs> and uh, do you know China's offhand? I, I'll put it in the show notes. But. She's trying to just China Choke. You can find her Facebook, Twitter, or uh, Instagram, China Choke. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show, man. Appreciate your time. Uh, lots of great stuff to, to take away. I think for me, the fact that uh, your your meals aren't, aren't – when I say dialed in, aren't, aren't dialed in, it means you, you, you allow yourself some freedom. Absolutely. And um, it seems like your partnership uh, with China certainly goes beyond just being married, but that you both have a common goal and you both work towards that goal together yeah. uh, and that you plan those things out in advance and that you have you have the same goals. Um, and that that's got to be that's got to be huge. Way huge. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. And uh, let's talk soon. All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right, to follow Freddie on Instagram, it's FreddieCamacho65, FreddieCamacho65. His website is CrossFit of Fremont. That's in Fremont, California. And to follow The Squad Room, it's at The Squad Room on both Instagram and Twitter. Our website is thesquadroom.net. Don't forget to text The Squad Room at 244222 to sign up for our mailing list. And don't forget about that RP Strength giveaway we talked about at the beginning of the show. Skip back to the beginning of the show to learn how to enter. If you forgot, I won't go over it here because I know your time is valuable. Again, I want to thank SB Tactical and the iCombat Training System for their support of the show. Check them out 
at sbtactical.com and watch the video of their active shooter training system in action. It's replication, not simulation. Until next time, take care of each other and stay safe.